Good afternoon, folks. Uh, welcome to the first edition of the 412 Data Intelligence DFS podcast. Um, as many of you probably hear me all the time on WhatsApp, I'm always trying to render service to uh, the society here. Uh, but I do have to consolidate my time. So a number of people who ask me for DFS information on a weekly basis, and um, I figure I'll be able to just put it in one podcast, deliver it out to the world, and uh, it'll save me some time since I do have a toddler running around here. So you may hear him from time to time. I also have two cats who need my attention. You may hear them from time to time, but I will get you the information as needed. Um, Primarily, I'll go over uh, each uh, game just briefly and then what I think the best plays are position position uh, for the week. Um, And so uh, with that, I'll try to consolidate, make it as fast as possible. Recording this on uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, So as you all know, with DFS, uh, things can change uh, in terms of injuries and uh, a lot can happen over the weekend. So uh, just keep in mind that you really have to keep up to date with what happens between now and Sunday morning, especially with the actives and inactives that come out about 1130 on Sunday morning. Uh, Primarily, all the analysis will be about the main slate uh, using DraftKings pricing uh, really don't play too much on FanDuel, just a little bit. I will say I do think FanDuel has softer pricing, easier site to play on. Uh, there's a number of different sites out there. Fantasy Draft, also probably easier to play on. I'm just used to DraftKings and the uh, the interface that they have and just used to it for over the years. And so um, with that, I'll go ahead and get started <clears throat> and try to give you the information as concise and quickly as possible. So the first game on the slate is Detroit at Chicago. Um, so as uh, many of the uh, analysis has, has looked at right now, Chicago um, has been in a roll, but so has uh, the Lions. This game has a two and a half uh, uh, spread favored by Chicago at home. It's got a 42 over and under, which isn't too high. Um, but I do think you can find some plays in this game. I'm certainly off of the lines altogether. Uh, run game really doesn't have an identity yet. I do like Ty Johnson in the long run, but this just isn't the right week. Even though the Bears have been just awful against the run ever since uh, Akeem Hicks came out, uh, they've just been a sieve on defense against the run. But I don't think the Lions have the people to take advantage of it. I also don't like the Lions pass attack here. Bears have been really good against the pass. Uh, It's really not something to look at. So Lions are a scratch off for me this week. Uh, The Bears, on the other hand, Trubisky's been awful. Uh, They do have a creative offense with Matt Nagy, even though he's probably uh, one of the worst coaches in the league. He is a creative offensive mind. He just gets in his mind too much. But uh, I do think they can manufacture some points there with Trubisky. Uh, he isn't a good quarterback either, but he's adequate when people are wide open, and, and Maggie, Nagy usually schemes people open there. Best play on there, though, the only one I would have confidence in is Montgomery. Been getting a lot of carries lately, um, and we'll talk about him later, but I think he's the only viable play out of this game, unless you want to take a shot at uh, Trubisky and Allen Robinson on a, as some, some tournament dart throws uh, that you want to do. 
Next game is uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. We all know what this is going to be here. Uh, Cincinnati is probably uh, rivaling the uh, Dolphins for worst team in the league. There is absolutely no plays on that side of the ball that you should be playing. Many people will flock towards uh, Tyler Boyd. I think that is a mistake. Uh, he's 4,700. Uh, he's cheap. He is uh, probably getting a slight upgrade at quarterback with Finley instead of Dalton. However, Marlon Humphreys has been shadowing uh, in that backfield. And ever since they've acquired Marcus Peters, they have been shutting down the pass. Uh, Marlon Humphreys followed Tyler Boyd into the slot the last time they played and rendered him uh, to four points in that game. So that is a mistake to play anyone on the Cincinnati side of the ball. Uh, on the other side, Lamar Jackson, we all know what that's all about. Cincinnati is not a good uh, rush defending team. You have to look at Lamar Jackson as a running back. He will run on Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not too concerned about a blowout here because Lamar runs, whether it's uh, a blowout or not, he's going to run that ball. So uh, I'm staying away from the Mark Ingrams, the Gus Edwards, uh, and also all the pass catchers there. Uh, a lot of people flock to Mark Andrews. I believe that's a mistake as well. He only plays about 40% of the snaps. He's also on an injured foot. He's not consistent. Uh, probably one of the worst plays you can make. So I wouldn't. I just would stay away. This whole game speaks to Lamar Jackson and nothing else. Um, and that, that's really how I would roll with that. Mark Ingram looks enticing, but he's a, a running back that does not catch passes. And so his ceiling isn't that high and his price is up this week. He really needs to get you about 22 to 25 to pay off that salary. If you look at his game logs, I, I would think that that would be an, an exception uh, there. So I would probably just stay away. There's other plays, better plays, cheaper. Uh, next game would be Buffalo at Cleveland. This is another one that you have to, have to be a little leery of. Cleveland just isn't a good team. Buffalo's overachieved against bad teams. Uh, really hard to figure this game out. I think if any way you wanted to go, I do see a scenario in which Chubb uh, is a good play. Uh, if you wanted to get like Mega Brain and go with like Kareem Hunt uh, at 3K, you could try that one out. I wouldn't suggest it, uh, but it does look like there's some great correlation you could get with Chubb and matching him up with the Browns defense. I think both defenses are in play in this game as uh, both offenses uh, tend to turn the ball over, and uh, both defenses have a pretty good pass rush here, uh, and we'll talk about those defenses a little bit more when we get to the matchups. On the Buffalo side, it's uh, a little leery going with anything in the passing components, but I do think Singletary's been coming on the last few weeks, uh, and he's considerable. Uh, he, you can consider him in this matchup. Atlanta at New Orleans. Uh, certainly a shootout game possible with Matt Ryan coming back in this game. Lots of pieces in this game to get involved with. Probably one of the best games on the slate. Uh, a lot of ownership would be here, but certainly a lot of opportunity. The spread is 12. And I think the only worry is that the Saints blow out the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons have been struggling all year, and that Saints defense is coming on. And so that blowout is of concern. Uh, if they get up by too much and they just start running the ball, the Saints just start running the ball, uh, that can take the air out of uh, a Drew Brees or Michael Thomas. Um, but we'll talk about more in that matchup. But this is a game that you definitely want to keep 
a lot of focus on um, as you go forward this week. Next game, New York Giants at the New York Jets. This is really a home game for both teams. Nice little rivalry game here. Both defenses are terrible. Uh, both offenses are opportunistic. I think you can find some pieces in this game. It's got an over and under of 43 with a very small spread, so it could shoot out at 2.5 uh, for the spread, favoring the Giants on the supposedly on the road, but they're really both home games for, for both teams. I like this game. I think you can find a lot of pieces in here, and we'll talk about some of those pieces as we go forward. Same thing with the Arizona and Tampa Bay game. Really will have to dig in. This is definitely a week where you want to stack. Um, you want to get at least three players. Uh, so you want to pick one game uh, that you want to get at least three players from. I think great candidates for that are the Atlanta and New Orleans, also Arizona and Tampa Bay. Uh, those are really the two you want to focus on there. Kansas City at Tennessee. Really not excited about this game at all. It's got a spread of 48, which is pretty high. The Chiefs are favored on the road, but it is Mahomes coming back from an injury against a pretty solid Tennessee defense. They tend to keep everything in front of them. So I'm just not excited about this game at all. Um, the only pieces that excite me are Derrick Henry. Uh, if the Titans are able to keep the game close, he could have a pretty big day. Ryan Tannehill is probably the best low-salary quarterback on the slate. If you dip down below the 6K mark on DraftKings, Tannehill's your guy. He's uh, been, uh, I think, about the fifth-best quarterback in the league since uh, points-wise since he took over the starting role. Had 28 points last week. Sneakily, he's getting a lot on the ground as well. So I do think there's a scenario where you can play him play him naked without any of his uh, teammates and uh, load up on some of the top weapons that we'll talk about there. So uh, I do think you can get a couple components there, but a lot of people are thinking the stack and, and Mahomes is back and going with Watkins and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And I think that's a mistake. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at that side um, at all. Miami at Indianapolis. Uh, I think Miami kind of sneakily has been playing better recently, so they may keep the game a little bit closer. But certainly this is a Marlon Mack game. Uh, Zach Pascal is also uh, someone we're going to talk about as well. But those are really the not a lot of components you want to have from this game. It doesn't have a high over and under, and Indianapolis looks to control this with their defense. It's about a 44 over and under, and Indianapolis is favored by 10, so not too enticing there. Uh, but we'll talk about some pieces in there, as well as Carolina and Green Bay. This is the sneaky one of the slate. This game could shoot out. This has a lot of max uh, players here that can hit ceilings that uh, could break the slate. So uh, definitely a game you want to keep an eye on. And uh, we'll talk about some pieces in there. Pitt and Los Angeles. Uh, this is an interesting game here where uh, golf just isn't that good on the road. Um, so I think there is only really one component from the Rams side that you could take a look at, and that's Cooper Cup. He does have a pretty good matchup out of the slot. One of the best matchups on the slate out of the slot. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Pittsburgh... Uh, just, you know, a middling offense ever since Rudolph took over. Not a lot to really love here, but I do like um, focusing on the 4 o'clock games. They usually get overshadowed by the 1 o'clock games, and a lot of times if you don't have pieces at 4 o'clock, 
you usually just start sliding down the leaderboard. So I usually try to make sure I get at least two to three components in my lineup from the four o'clock games uh, as that strategy is always profitable. I've never really taken down a tournament with uh, only having players from the early part of a slate. Only time I've had success uh, in tournaments is when you're coming on late and you're piling up uh, points at the end there when other people aren't. So you kind of want to keep that approach going forward. So uh, as we go position by position, I'll start at quarterback. I think it really dwindles down here to seven options. I think overall, I think Drew Brees is the best option on the slate. Um, Pricey, uh, he's up there. I think you're really looking between Drew Brees, uh, Jackson, uh, also Winston, those and Kyler Murray, those four, your your alpha plays that are really in a great position. They're priced up, but uh, those are really where you want to concentrate your focus on. Now there is a world where Darno, if, if you know Sam Darno turns it around, he's got a really nice net matchup. He's facing a team that's 28th in pass DVOA. They're also 23rd in uh, yards and points given up to quarterbacks. Uh, he's got a really good matchup, probably the ninth best matchup on the board um, from that perspective. Uh, so if you wanted to go cheap, Darno is an option. I, once again, Tannehill, I think there's a no way Tannehill doesn't hit 20 points there. So you can get 20 out of Tannehill. He's been hitting value. I also think Matt Ryan is going to be in comeback mode against uh, the Saints. He could get there as well, but he's a little bit more pricey at about 61. I probably would just go down to Tannehill if I wanted to go lower. So I do like Tannehill a lot. If you have a matchup, a lineup where you have to pay up for a lot of pieces, I just don't think with the value on the slate, though, that you have to go there. I think you could just go ahead and pay up. And at that point of paying up, Lamar Jackson, he's like a running back with a quarterback as well, and you just can't pass up on those points. As I said before, you've got to look at him as a running back. If you look at him from a running back standpoint, uh, the Bengals uh, adjusted line yards. He's got the fourth best matchup from a running back perspective. He's also facing a team that is 30th and past DVO, DVOA, also 29th in quarterback uh Average uh, points above average. So uh, really good matchup. He's got the fifth best matchup on the board. There's no way you can go wrong with Lamar Jackson. He's going to get his points. Uh, I think the concern here is that uh, you can't really pair him with anyone. I don't like any of his stack options, Mark Andrews or Hollywood Brown. I just don't think that it's reliable. And there is a world where they can get in the goal line and Ingram or Gus Edwards siphons off a couple touchdowns as well. So while I like Lamar, I think Drew Brees is more solid. If you look at his career at home in a rivalry game, he's actually got the number one matchup on the board. And the thing that I think that sets Brees apart is that he's not going to be under a lot of pressure. So he's facing one of the teams with the worst uh, adjusted sack rates in the league. And at that point, uh, he's going to get a lot of points there. So I think Drew Brees is just the best play uh, on the board. And just go ahead and spend the money. He's cheaper than Jackson. Uh, I think the real decision is between Brees and Winston. It comes down to Brees and Winston. A lot of people will head towards Kyler Murray. But I do uh, – Kyler Murray is going to be under some pressure. Uh, he's also 
a dump-off artist that can't really get the ball to the outside wide receivers. That's also why I'm not high on Christian Kirk. He's been playing on the outside. Uh, a little bit concerned about Kyler Murray hitting a ceiling. Although he played very well against the Niners, he may be coming into his own there. I do think he's one of the four to think about, but I think that uh, from a stacking perspective, Winston has better stacking options. The only thing is, if you go Winston, you have to go Godwin and Evans. A lot of people make that mistake of trying to pick one or the other. I don't think you can pick one or the other. You've probably got to take both, um, which is starts to become very pricey. Uh, that's the only concern with the Winston stack there. But you could run the Winston stack back with Christian Kirk. You can also do a Keyshawn Johnson that's on the team. Or um, I like Andy Isabella too. Uh, we saw him take an 88-yarder to the house last week. Very fast receiver. Uh, I like him a lot. So you can find ways to make it work with Winston. But I do think you need to pair Winston with Evans and Godwin. There's no way in this entire slate that one of these receivers doesn't go over 25 points. So... Uh, we're just not sure who it's going to be. Godwin has the better matchup. Evans has been an absolute monster the last two weeks. He has three games over 30 points this year. Uh, he is uh, leading the league in all relevant stats for wide receivers, so probably one of the top wide receivers on the board, if not the top wide receiver. Uh, so I don't think you need to worry about parsing through which one to play. Just play them both. If you're going to play uh, Winston, I think it's a mistake if you don't do it that way with Breeze, though. I think you can go Breeze and then pair him with Thomas very easily. I do think Thomas is the best play on the slate from a wide receiver perspective. So it's probably best to just pair Breeze with Thomas and get all the points there uh, that you want. That's probably the best way to go. But those other options we discussed, uh, Breeze, Lamar Jackson, uh, Winston, Kyler Murray, um, and then if you want to go cheaper, if you want to spend for an expensive build, something around Christian McCaffrey, pairing him with Barkley, uh, then you could do your Ryan Tannehill or your Matt Ryan or your Sam Darnot, and you can kind of get it fixed in that way. But from my perspective, I think you go either Breeze or Winston and then take the pieces that are attached to them uh, and then start your roster build from there. Um, I haven't really decided which way I'm going to go there. I'm really leaning more towards Breeze over Winston. But Winston definitely has the more competitive game, as opposed to we talked to before. Uh, the Saints are favored by 12. And I usually never take a passing attack that's favored by 12, as that game could slow down and become a running game if they get up on them. However, I look back to last week when uh, the Saints blew out the Cardinals 31 to 9 and Drew Brees still got there as well as uh, Thomas. And so they didn't take their foot off the pedal. And I do think with Matt Ryan playing this week, you may get a little bit more resistance. The Falcons may be able to score one or two touchdowns. That'll keep the Saints moving a little bit. So I'm leaning towards Breeze, but it's really a toss up between him and Winston, I think, as the optimal plays on this slate. Uh, in terms of running backs, a lot to like here, uh, but I certainly think that Christian McCaffrey is a must play. I don't think that he'll get 40 points like he did last week. I don't even think he cracks 35 this week. 
I just think that with the value that's on the slate, he's one of the safest plays on the slate. He's going to get a lot of passes out of the backfield. He's also got a really good matchup from an adjusted line yard standpoint. He's also, from an expected fantasy standpoint, very good, as well as um, they're 22nd in rush DVOA and 28th in running back uh, points given up, as well as uh, the ninth best matchup for running backs. And I think anytime Christian McCaffrey is facing a top 10 rushing matchup, you just go for it. Um, so I think he's one that you have to plug in. I really like um, the value on this slate. I don't think you need to go Barkley. Uh, I, I just don't think that uh, that's a good matchup. The Jets actually have a really good run defense. They've been good against the run all year. I don't think it's the right thing to pay 9000 almost for a running back that has the fifth lowest uh, team total on the slate. Uh, they could get down in that game and have to pass. And he is a part of the passing game, but he just hasn't uh, paid off his tag uh, all year, really. And it's just a high price for a running back on a losing team and a low total uh, against a bad uh, with a bad offensive line. When you're invested in these running backs, you're invested in their offensive line as well. And that offensive line is trash. It's the same reason why I don't play Le'Veon Bell, because that line is trash. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, I think one of the sneaky things about the slate is uh, Aaron Jones, uh, certainly in a phenomenal spot, him and Jamal Williams. Uh, Carolina just cannot stop the run. This is a phenomenal matchup. The thing that concerns me about Jones is that he's been averaging about 13 points a game when Devontae Adams is playing. If you look at his game logs, he gets a lot of those points and his touchdowns from receiving. And now that Devontae Adams is back, all of those targets will start to go to Devontae Adams. And we saw that last week, and that's why he kind of flopped last week. But if they change the game plan and start running the ball, I think he could be very, very sneaky. And we know he has a 40-point ceiling. Uh, I do like Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, games that Devontae isn't there, he's averaging 28. Games with Devontae Adams, he's averaging 13. And so I'm a little concerned about that, but I do like the sneakiness of it. A lot of people will look at Ronald Jones at 4.3. I think he's a decent play as well. It's very neutral. The matchup is a very neutral one, uh, but that is a high-paced game. I think, uh, make no mistake about it, Arizona and the Buccaneers game is the fastest game on the slate. Not only do both teams uh, play fast from a, a snap rate, uh, but they also are passing-based teams as well. So that stops the clock. More plays. We can project about 68 to 70 plays apiece for both of these teams, which makes that very attractive. And Ronald Jones is going to be right in the middle of that. If they get in the goal line situation, uh, I definitely see a world where Ronald Jones gets that 20 points, something like Samuels did last week. And at 4.3, that's very valuable. It allows you to fit in McCaffrey, which I said is a must on this slate. Uh, which is very good. I do think Mac has probably got the best matchup on the entire slate. Uh, problem with Mac is he doesn't catch passes. So there's certainly a world where he runs for 150 yards, but no touchdowns, and he only gets you 15 points. He's priced up at 7K. So we're going to need about 21 to 22 points from him. And without catching the passes, I think that that's a, a far stretch for Mac. Although he does have the best matchup on the slate, 
So if you find a way to fit them in without any heartburn, I think that's pretty good. Uh, same with Derrick Henry. Same scenario. Very good matchup. He's got the fifth best matchup on the slate. Um, it's certainly attractive, but he doesn't catch a lot of passes. They did start to throw him some passes last week, which could be a huge problem for the NFL if they start putting Derrick Henry on the edge uh, and giving him passes because he is not an easy man to bring down, as we've seen time and time again. I like the sneakiness of Latavius Murray. Uh, I don't think they run Kamara out there for an entire workload. So even if they split workload and then the Saints get up in that game, I believe it'll be Latavius Murray running the ball. And he's got a phenomenal matchup there. I also really like Singletary from Buffalo. He's been coming on the last couple of weeks. He's got a really good matchup. He actually has the number one matchup for a running back from an adjusted line yards perspective. So his line should dominate Cleveland's line. Uh, the problem there is that he's a road underdog, which we never really like to take running backs as road underdogs unless they're pass catching uh, running backs. But he has been catching the passes instead of Gore. So I think it's safe to go there. And at 5K, it doesn't burn you too much if he doesn't pay off. And that goes the same for Montgomery. He's got a phenomenal matchup at home against the Lions. And he's actually got the fourth best matchup for a running back on the slate. Uh, they're 19th in rush DVOA, 32 in rush uh, yards against running backs, uh, adjusted line yards, about 17th, so middle of the road from a line perspective. But he does have a really good matchup um, in terms of how he matches up there. So I think Montgomery and Singletary are really good ways to keep McCaffrey. And you can really do McCaffrey with Singletary and Montgomery. And you're not spending too much on your running backs and you're able to fit in your Drew Brees with your Michael Thomas. So I would kind of lean that way, doing some more research, because there is a world where if the Browns get up on the Bills, Singletary could, could, could fall back, and then they also have been giving Frank Gore carries at the goal line. So that is a concern as well. For Montgomery, the concern is that if the Lions are successful passing the ball, they bring Cohen in when they're down in the games. And so it could turn into a Tariq Cohen game if Chicago is forced to pass. And then that renders Montgomery useless. And so that's the concern with those two. But I do think their price tags leave some wiggle room there where you're able to uh, still get Christian McCaffrey as well as a high-end stack. Haven't really tried to fit Winston in with Evans Excuse me there. With Winston, Evans, and Godwin, you maybe if you can fit Winston, Evans, Godwin in, and then those three running backs, I think you're on your way to a party there. So uh, I like that, that lineup, that setup, and those are really the only running backs to focus on. So again, you've got Aaron Jones in a sneaky good matchup. Jamal Williams, a nice pivot at the low end. Uh, you've got Marlon Mack in a smash uh, spot there. Derrick Henry, if they can keep that game close, he should run all over Kansas City. You've got Mark Ingram in a sneaky spot, uh, but it's just don't really like to play him. Ronald Jones is the best value on the slate. Then you've got Christian McCaffrey, who's at 10.5, who is probably still the best matchup on uh, value on the slate. A um, lot of stats out there that show how valuable he is, even at 10.5. They probably would have to price him at about 12000 before he starts being prohibitive to a lineup. 
Uh, Singletary, Montgomery, we talked about them at length, and then wrapping it up with Latavius Murray. Um, so uh, that's really a wrap up for running backs. We've got quarterbacks done, wide receivers. This is where I like to take all my dart throws. Uh, there's a lot to like here. Overall, I think Michael Thomas is the number one on the slate at wide receiver. Just phenomenal matchup. He's got the number one matchup for wide receivers. They're 27th against wide receivers. Uh, they just don't have any people, any personnel to stop him, even if they try to double him. They just don't have it. Uh, Mike Evans, he draws Patrick Peterson this week, but I'm not concerned about that. Um, Mike Evans, uh, his matchup with Patrick Peterson isn't that great, but Patrick Peterson uh, plays man coverage, and that's really where uh, Evans thrives. So um, I like Mike Evans as well as Godwin. He's got a really good matchup as well. I like playing them both. I think Cooper Cup brings up the fourth uh, as far as the fourth best matchup on the slate. I think he gets in there um, and he starts to, to put some work on the Steelers. Uh, but at the high end, those are the four best plays. Julio Jones sneaks in there as well. If you want to play, Devontae Adams uh, can have an impact as well. Uh, Christian Kirk, we talked about him. Little concern there. I don't think uh, it's given that he gets more than four targets. So I like Christian Kirk. I'm just not thinking of him as a priority, meaning if I have the salary, I'll fit him in. I'm not going to build around him, though. So... Uh, also, about a parallel from there is, is Calvin Ridley. He should see some more targets with Sanu out. I also like Russell Gage. Russell Gage is my low price uh, preferred receiver of the week. He's filling in for Muhammad Sanu, who was traded. Russell Gage uh, saw about nine targets last week uh, when Schaub was in there. They got a really good matchup. Uh, 28th against wide receivers. They're going to be in a, a good game script for them to pass the ball and have to come back. Um, and so Russell Gage uh, would be phenomenal there. He's got a very low price tag of 3400 Great matchup there. So uh, very exciting uh, to play Russell Gage at a good price. He's playing out of the slot where the Saints really have a weakness there. So I think that's the play. In fact, if you go Matt Ryan, you can pair Matt Ryan with Russell Gage and uh, Ridley and, and, and avoid Julio Jones. Julio Jones will draw Marshawn Lattimore. Really not excited about that. He's had middling success against him, but really not too excited. Uh, I would like the uh, Matt Ryan with Russell Gage and Ridley stack, and then you can bring it back with Michael Thomas on the other side. Uh, that actually might be a game winner there. Um, so I kind of like that setup. Uh, Reynolds doesn't have a good matchup. A lot of people are talking about him as a value play. Can't go there. Prefer Cooper Cup. Uh, I like Golden Tate. If you go with uh, that Darnold stack of Crowder and, and Robbie Anderson with Darnold, you can bring it back with Tate uh, or Slayton or Lattimore. A lot of pieces in that game we talked about. Just two terrible defenses. I really like Crowder. Very cheap. About 5K for Crowder, and he's got a really good matchup. They, he actually has the fifth best matchup for a wide receiver. They're also 32nd in DVO, DVOA for wide receivers. So I think you can go here. Uh, there's a lot of concurrence uh, between 
uh, metrics there that show uh, that they have a really good matchup. Same for Robbie Anderson if you wanted to go that route. Uh, and then Zach Pascal, I think he's a good price play. Uh, also, he's playing the T.Y. Hilton role right now. Uh, that's really uh, attractive for that salary. You can fit in some more high price pieces there. Uh, tight end. Uh, well, let me summarize. Uh, wide receivers. You got Crowder. You got Robbie Anderson, Christian Kirk, Devontae Adams, uh, Julio Jones, uh, Michael Thomas, Golden Tate, uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, Cooper Cup, Pascal. Um, you also have, uh, I don't like A-Rob this week for Chicago. You just can't count on Trubisky to get the ball to anybody. Uh, Calvin Ridley is also an option. Russell Gage, my favorite low-end play there. I Actually, last week uh, I had uh, Renfro from Oakland as my low-priced play, and he got 17 points. So if I can get that out of Russell Gage, I'm a happy man. Uh, you can also... With all these matchups, you can also go with other ancillary pieces of the offense as well. So if I say Devontae Adams is a good matchup, that also would count for MVS or Lazard or Camaro uh, in that game. If I say uh, Ridley, you know, that that constitutes Gage. Or if I say Golden Tate, then Latimer, Slayton, uh, unless I really mention that somebody has a poor matchup. So, for example, you know, Josh Reynolds uh, doesn't have a really good matchup. Uh, for the Rams, you want to go Cooper Cup or Bust there because um, we all know golf doesn't play well on the road. So that brings that whole offensive efficiency down, as well as uh, the Steelers have a very good pass rush, which is the kryptonite for Jared Goff. So just really not trying to get too involved there. At tight end, we've got uh, Gasecki, Hawkinson, Olsen, Everett, McDonald. Ebron and Knox. I think it's a mistake to go up to Kelsey. Kelsey hasn't been having a great year anyway, but just at that price, it doesn't fit the roster construction or the context of the slate. So many other better, better plays at, at, at that price point um, than to spend that money on tight end. I think tight end is very simple this week. I like Jared Everett. Stillers have struggled with tight ends. Uh, and he's played well, but I think you're playing a guessing game there because Everett and Cup never go off in the same week. Uh, the Rams switch their personnel quite a bit. Sometimes they go double tight, and uh, sometimes they don't. And that's why we've seen Cooper Cup go from 12 targets a game down to four in some games. So we don't know what personnel package they're coming out. They're playing a lot of 11 personnel and a lot of 21 switching off. Um, week to week, and so just don't want to get involved in that. I think the best play at tight end is Gasecki from the Dolphins uh, at 3100 I think he, for his price point and um, just overall variance of the position, it's arguable that uh, Gasecki is the best play on the entire slate. Um, he has been garnering more targets. He's actually a ridiculous athlete. They just haven't gotten him the ball this year, but they are planning. Uh, it looks like they're trending towards getting him the ball, and he actually has the best matchup. Uh, the Colts are 30th against tight ends. He's got the 13th best tight end matchup on the board. Um, so I just don't think there's any way where he doesn't get 10, 9 to 10 points, and at 3,100, that's a steal. So really not considering anybody else. Gusecki will be on every single lineup that I build. When it comes to defenses, 
the attractive defensives here are the Panthers, the Saints at home. Uh, the Saints could certainly get to Matt Ryan and cause some problems there. I think the Bill, the Bears can cause a lot of problems uh, for Matt Stafford. The Steelers, we talked about with golf. I think the Chiefs also could do a couple of things with, with, with Tannehill. Uh, they've got the number one uh, sack potential on the slate. Um, so that is interesting as well. Um, the Bills, we talked about them. The Browns as well. So you compare the Bills um, or the Browns. I think those are the ways to go. Sneaky, you've got the Giants and the Colts and the Packers. So you compare the Packers with Aaron Jones. I always like to correlate my defense with the running back um, because usually uh, if the defense plays well, more opportunities for the running back. There's a nice correlation there. You can pair the Bears with Montgomery, the Bills with Singletary, the Browns with uh, Chubb. So you could do those sorts of things. But I do think the three most optimal plays at the defense position are the Steelers, the Panthers, and the Browns. Um, I'll tell you why. So the Panthers have the third best adjusted sack rate, so they get after it. Um, they do get after it. They're going to be on the road against Aaron Rodgers. That's what really I like to have my defense at home. But they're on the road against Aaron Rodgers. They've got the seventh best sack potential on the slate. They're also the 25th. Uh, matchup for quarterbacks. So I primarily, when I'm picking a defense, I'm primarily looking for pressure and how well they limit the passing games. Um, and so they're fifth in DVOA overall. They're third in pass DVOA. And like I said, they're not a good matchup. They're the seventh worst matchup for a quarterback on the slate. They also have the number seven sack potential, um, but they are on the road. Um, but you could pair them with Christian McCaffrey. That's worked out quite a few weeks this year. Um, the correlation between those two uh, entities. I also like the Steelers, probably my best, my, probably my favorite play on the entire slate. Uh, the Steelers, we know golf doesn't play well on the road. They're actually number two in adjusted sack rate. They've got the 10th best sack potential on this slate. They've got the eighth worst matchup for a quarterback. They're also ninth in DVOA and 10th in pass DVOA. The Steelers should have a field day. They also have the number one mismatch in terms of defensive line to an offensive line. So I do think the Steelers would be a phenomenal play. There's no correlation with Jalen Samuels. I think Samuels is overpriced this week. Uh, they boosted him up 2300 There's just no way I can play Jalen Samuels at that price. I also like the Browns defense. They actually are tied for number one in sack potential. They're number five in adjusted sack rate. And uh, they do give up points uh, to quarterbacks, though. So their 10th best matchup for quarterbacks. So that hampers it a little bit. Uh, but certainly they're in play. And at 2500 you can make a case for them being one of the better plays on the slate. So with that, looks like we covered game by game. We also covered position by position. So I shouldn't probably get any more questions on WhatsApp or anything of that nature. I gave it to you all right there. So uh, with that, I'm wishing everyone good luck this week that you take down a GPP, make some money. Uh, we're all trying to make some money doing this. Uh, it's a, a fun hobby to have. And uh, if you have any questions, then you can always e 
email me or WhatsApp me. Um, a lot of you will probably reach out to me through there. Good luck to you all this week. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Take care.